0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Use of Force. We are on the Staten Island ferry this week, returning to where we're staying for the month. And this week we are talking about an incident that occurred on the east shore of Staten Island. It involved Faustino DiOso. back in 2018. He was 50 years old. And Jesse's going to read the Use of Force report now.
1: On December 9th, 2018, at approximately 2250 hours, uniformed officers were responding to a 911 call of a family dispute in the confines of the 120th precinct. The officers were conducting a preliminary investigation into the situation when a male subject became irate and reached for a kitchen knife one officer verbally commanded the subject not to reach for the knife and then discharged his CEW at the subject after the subject disregarded his commands. The CEW was ineffective and the subject charged the officers with the knife in his hand. The officers discharged their firearms, striking the subject. The subject was removed to the hospital where he was pronounced deceased at 23 23 hours. One officer was injured by friendly fire and removed to the hospital. A knife with an 18-inch blade was recovered from the scene. The toxicology report indicated the presence of alcohol in the subject's system at the time of his death.
0: Yeah. So we have some articles on this. And they... Give a lot more context than what the use of force report currently has
1: yes yeah so one thing that stands out to me right away as a difference or at least as something that gives a lot more information is that the use of force report says that faustino became irate and grabbed a kitchen knife and it sort of makes it sound as though it happened all in a quick flash but the other articles that we found and read shared that he actually had been out with the officer went back into his apartment got a knife it wasn't a kitchen knife it was more like a gardening tool. And then came back out, and his wife was also there. Faustino passed by his wife and engaged with the officers at that point. So it wasn't simply like he grabbed a knife out of a knife holder, as it kind of makes it sound.
0: Yes, and he also told the police officers to shoot him, which is, I mean... I don't, know, I don't know what the textbook definition of suicide by cop is, but it would seem to me that if you are provoking a person with a gun, you have an interest in ending your own life. And for that to not be a part of the use of force report seems to me misleading.
1: Right, right. To just say that he became irate, but to not explain it all what actually happened. So that's something that one of his, one of the neighbors of Faustino Dioso said, that he had witnessed this whole incident, and that yes, he, that I guess both the police and the neighbor... Did make statements that Dioso was yelling, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me, during the incident, but somehow those statements didn't make it into the official use of force report.
0: No, because it becomes clearer and clearer that the use of force report is not cross-referenced by anybody looking to give a full picture of the event. It's looking to justify the events of the police and i don't know if that was the original intent i would presume not but i don't know what spawned this if it was the police that decided that they needed to start creating these reports or if it was pressure from the public to start creating these reports surely we are in the minority for reading these things right but if they go down as the only record for and you know in some cases the only record of events then they're going to be tremendously slanted towards what the police uh you know believe the story to be
1: yeah i guess since we're bringing that up now that's probably something we should look into and maybe in a in an upcoming segment we'll have more information on why the use of force reports started or what was the reasoning behind that. It does seem to me like it's kind of, uh, a way to justify what went down.
0: I, yeah, I, I don't More know. Than a record. I think my again, we don't know. We'll have to start no. investigating it, but yeah. my thought would be it was instituted as a way to have some sort of clarity on each, uh, you know, instance of force, but with limited regulation becomes a way to justify every instance of lethal force. Right. So that, like it, it, I don't see how any even-handed account of the story does not include the person was yelling, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me. There's just no... That that isn't really irate. I wouldn't consider that necessarily irate behavior. I guess you could say it in an irate way, but that's a more complex thing than just irate.
1: Yeah, I also think... So the neighbor said that he could smell the alcohol on Faustino while this was going on and after he had been shot and it's more, it's more than just an angry person coming at them with a knife it's someone that's definitely dealing with some kind of psycholo- psychological experience whether it's because of the alcohol only or because of the alcohol plus whatever else is going on I don't know, I can't speak to that I don't think anyone can but it's clearly not just someone with an intent to hurt the police officers or to be angry, there's, there's a lot more going on that probably should be considered in a situation like this. Yes. And it doesn't seem necessarily like any de-escalation tactics were used or even that the officers knew any de-escalation tactics, you know, they said don't pick up that knife and they told him to take it, to put it down and then they tried to shoot him with a taser, but none of that really seems particularly like a de-escalation tactic. Right. All of that actually seems like it would escalate the situation.
0: Yeah. And so there was an officer that was shot during the altercation.
1: Yeah. So the two police officers involved in this were Amir Polly and Salvatore Balistrieri. Yeah. And... Balistreri shot Mm Polly, and also shot Faustino DiOso. So I guess what happened is that Faustino DiOso and Officer Amir Polly were closer, Mm -hmm. and Faustino it seemed as though Faustino was coming towards Polly. With the knife, he did strike him in the hand with the knife, and then Balistrieri shot and, yeah, shot both D'Oso and accidentally shot his partner, and according to, again, the the witness account of the neighbor, Dalstree was really really upset once he had shot his partner, but nowhere does it mention anyone being upset when Faustino Dioso was shot. So, I can understand that in some ways. I can understand. Yeah, if I had accidentally shot my partner, they're probably very good friends and they're, you know, part of their job is to look out for each other. But I also it makes me really angry to hear that because part of their job is also to look out for citizens and to take to protect and serve, right? And so yeah, there I I didn't find really anything where people were saying that they felt any emotions about Faustino being shot and killed. But there was a there are a lot of articles about the police officers feeling scared for Officer Polly and sad that he got shot by friendly fire. And he he was fine. He went to the hospital and was released a couple of days later and, you know, was perfectly fine. He, he lived through it. But there's a lot of, just a lot of conversation around how upset people on the force were about another uh, member of the police force being shot but not a lot of conversation around the person that actually passed away during this incident
0: yeah well the priorities are all out of line and you can see the romanticizing of this lifestyle of being a police officer i mean some of the quotes here this one is it's a night where you're riding around it's just any other night until you get the call you don't know is going to change your life you know and there's another one where it's talking about the because the officer that was hit by the friendly fire was younger it was talking about like family and like what if it's like hitting a son and and thinking about it in that perspective and right. I mean it it's I'm not saying that you can't have those sorts of feelings but it's completely unprofessional like it's it is it is more into the the mob mentality than it is the law and order mentality it's all about protecting your family and this is not you're you're not family you're you're co-workers and you should be very close and that's totally reasonable but you're not members of a football team you are meant to protect and serve citizens you are servants right and this is completely unacceptable mentality for our police officers to have
1: and this is actually that those two quotes the or the quote that you just read and also the other sentiment they came from the commanding officer yeah so they came from the person that is in charge of that precinct yeah no,
0: they're the people that are setting the temperature for the how everybody's behaving and exactly. that's what it's it's all about protecting your own and making it so that there is this fraternal order where nothing is questioned and you're always going to be taken care of and not there's not a speck of questioning about well how can we do this better or how can we avoid this not only so that the public isn't endangered but so that we aren't endangered right like that's the way to actually treat these problems not to think that like we're just going to maintain order at our leisure and our priorities and not think about the deeper meanings for all these things.
1: Right, I mean, I do think for a job like this and really for any job, it is important to have some kind of community feeling, right? You do wanna care about your coworkers, you do wanna Care about the people that you are spending your days with to some degree. It's nice to have a, a positive feeling towards each other. But I, I also think that this takes it to such an extreme, and it's so, like you said, unprofessional and well. It's out also of line. it's also
0: it, a way to uh, preempt any questions about behavior right because it becomes more about well thank god this guy's okay and it's like well you shot somebody that was too drunk to know what they were doing
1: right and i think in our i mean this is a bigger problem with our society too where you can actually it is possible to feel both of those things it doesn't have to be one or the other you can feel wow thank god this guy's okay you know once he has his two weeks off after this incident he's going to have to come in for a psych evaluation and he's going to have to face the consequences of what he did i'm glad he's alive but we also need to deal with this incident this wasn't okay that someone was killed during this time
0: right
1: or whatever it is you know whatever it is there's still if there needs to be disciplinary consequences then there need to be disciplinary consequences or if you know if things need to be resorted then things need to be resorted you can still have good feelings towards each other but have also within that an understanding that you don't just get away with everything because you care about each other right
0: and to top it off not only is it something that's permissible but they received an award
1: right yeah so here's another and we this happened a couple weeks ago when we spoke about darius kennedy who was shot and killed in Times square those cops received an award and these cops also received an award this time they got cop of the month awards and you know, their families were there to see them presented with these awards. And, yeah, it really, I don't understand, it doesn't make sense to me why, the uh, you know, you shot your partner and you killed someone. I don't know why you're getting an award for that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I would give an award to someone who was in a situation that was challenging and they de-escalated it and everyone walked away without using their guns or getting shot or being injured or anything like that, that would be the person I'd want to give the award to. That would be the type of policing that I'd want to celebrate.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's just used as another token system to perpetuate the the understanding of family and community and protecting each other and validating behaviors.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it you know, so this this case or this incident did go to the DA for review, the Staten Island DA, and he took about a year and a half to review it so in the beginning of 2020 he said that you know all everyone from the police force acted according to NYPD policy and he said that no charges should be brought against the officers and then once that review came in Faustino Dioso's wife did sue the NYPD so that was just earlier this year. We'll see, we can, we can follow this case and see if anything comes of that. Um, most past incidences that we've looked into would suggest that the way these things often go is that they sit around for a while before actually getting into any court or in front of any judge and then ultimately high majority of the time they don't, nothing really happens but you know the the energy around these things is is starting to change and, and maybe maybe at least there will be some kind of conversation with Faustino's wife and And the legal system
0: yeah so that's it for this week if you know anything more about this case or would like to discuss it more with us as always please reach out we're always interested to talk more but until next time thanks for listening bye bye